1: The following program contains graphic material, including offensive language. Viewer discretion is advised. Wait a minute. Do
2: you still think politics is boring? Well, not when you can say fun words like cacus. Yes, it's fun words like cacus and more. With the intellectual, intersexual, and intersectional. Nicole Sandler on NicoleSandler.com
0: Okay, we have an audio issue here. Oh, you know, nothing like starting the show off like this. Hold on.
3: I appreciate that kind introduction, but the introduction I prefer is a little bit shorter. I'm a Christian, a conservative, and a Republican in that order.
0: He's just pathetic. Yeah, Pence man, um, that is the the parody project, along with Freedom Toast on that one. They're just they're just uh, knocking him out these days. That one I, I decided to play today because poor Mike Pence. Um, first of all, the balls on this guy must be enormous to run for president, knowing that it was his party. Who you know, people in his party who erected a gallows on January 6th in front of the Capitol and were chanting, hang Mike Pence. But he thought that they'd vote for him. Well, now, you know, they've got the first Republican primary debate set for August. And just know August starts in three days. And seven of the multitude of candidates have qualified for this August Republican presidential primary debate. Mike Pence is not one of them. <laughs> it's it's astounding. Um, Vivek Ramaswamy has qualified, and by the way, is polling ahead of the former vice president. Doug Burgum, who? Uh, governor of the fourth least populous U.S. state, whichever one that might be, I don't know. Um, he has qualified for the debate. Chris Christie, Nikki Haley, and Tim Scott have all qualified for the debate, along with "dump" and uh, you know "death sentence." Um, Trump probably won't show up, but Mike Pence has not qualified. Now, what does it take to get in? This is Rich. Uh, to qualify for the debate, candidates must have candidates must have forty thousand unique donors, including at least two hundred in each of twenty states. I don't know if, if if there are 20 specific states or just 20, at least 200 donors in at least 20 states. And they must have pulled at least 1% in two qualifying national polls and two qualifying state polls from two different states. Pence apparently has the polling. So, wow, he reached 1% in two national polls and two state polls. Okay, doesn't seem like that high of a bar. But he does not have the 40,000 donors. Um I'm reading from Daily Coast and when a candidate with very high name recognition is polling over 5% but cannot get as many donors as candidates with lower name recognition polling at more like 3%, it doesn't suggest that this guy, Pence in this case, uh has very strong support, <laughs> you think. <laughs> it's kind of an understatement. Um now I guess he still has a chance to get there. I do know that I, I do know a number of you know good liberals um, contributed a dollar to uh, to um, uh, what's his name, Chris Christie's campaign, just to try to get him the, the 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 requisite number of donors so he will be in the debate because Chris Christie's whole uh, reason for being there is um, to troll Donald Trump. You know, Chris Christie is a bit delusional, so he probably still thinks that he has a shot at <laughs> at at getting in. Hey Chris, you got no shot. But hey, keep, you know, speaking uh, uh, telling the truth about who Donald Trump is. I got to tell you, I gotta, you know, there's a there's a um a social media site called Nextdoor. Uh if you haven't seen it the one thing I like about it is that it's local and I post on there you know stuff really that we're trying to sell because we are moving we are getting out of Florida one of these days um so uh you know that's a better it, it, because you're you're hitting a local audience um I I'm uh, I post stuff there anyway so somebody today posted um can anyone tell me of a good Republican club to join? I really want to go, and then I see all these people saying, "Yeah, I'll go me too meet and and i and i of course, I can't help myself, so I had to say, why are you um yeah, why 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 would why do, and and some woman's like, "Oh, I love Donald Trump. He's just the best." I said, "Really? You love Donald? Tell me what you love about him. Is it the lying? Is it the misogyny? Is it the fact that he likes grabbing women by the pussy?" I mean, I went I did the whole litany of things. And so I'm trolling these people back, you know. Um, and a couple of people, you know, yelled at me on there. And then <laughs> Next door took the whole thread down. <laughs> oh, you know, that's the way I, I have my fun these days, I suppose. I, I just don't get it. I don't understand the opposite world nature of things. So today we were on indictment watch, um, thinking that the grand jury we knew reported today, unlike Tuesday, apparently this grand jury Sits on Tuesdays and Thursdays, and the word was we were that that Trump was told uh, his lawyers were told to expect um, an indictment. Trump, of course, ever the liar, um, says they didn't tell my lawyers that to expect an indictment. It's bullshit. Everything the man says is bullshit. But just any time he opens his mouth, just know bullshit is going to come spewing out. That's all. So. What we did learn earlier today is that they weren't going to return an indictment today or maybe not vote on an indictment today, whatever, but they could have already voted. I mean, there's so many things we don't know. So I had, um, I was watching uh, Nicole Wallace uh, shortly before Showtime. So at about a quarter to five Eastern today, she um, explained that Uh, The jurors, the grand jury was now leaving. Usually they start sometime well after nine and they usually break by four. Well, today they started earlier. They started before nine and they just finally broke at at about uh, 445 Eastern and started leaving. So now all the pundits are trying to figure out what is happening. So you know what? They have a um, a live shot from the Capitol right now. Let's both just take it and see what rounding they're saying. Up all of the
1: rioters, the people who were committing the violence on January 6th. they they've charged over a thousand people in that. But it was the, the investigation into the political actors was was moving along much much more slowly. Yeah, and it was the January 6th committee. Uh, exposing a lot of the things to do with the fake electors, with the pressure on state officials, with what was happening in the political realm that really got the Justice Department moving. And you saw that afterwards. We've
0: we've covered this before. In fact, with Marcy Wheeler, who will be back on the show on Monday. You know, selling me. I thought I I was pretty convinced that the indictment was going to come down today and we'd have Marcy on Monday, regardless. But between the Hunter Biden nonsense from yesterday and everything else, it's a fast-moving Fast-paced stuff with a lot of stuff happening, um, but one thing that Marcy has pointed out is that this uh, January sixth committee um, really, you know, played a role in the slowing down of the DOJ prosecuting the uh, insurrectionists and 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 Trump and everybody else involved with January sixth because. Um, you know, they wouldn't they wouldn't share the interviews with uh, the Justice Department. I don't understand why we'll get into that more, but that's what they're talking about now on uh, MSNBC. Let me share with you the audio that I pulled a little earlier though, right after uh, Nicole Wallace announced that the jurors, the grand jury, was leaving the courthouse finally, um, uh, here's what Andrew Weissman said. Uh, Trying to explain what could have happened or what could be happening. They've
3: obviously had a very long day. Uh, That's that's somewhat unusual. Uh, They appear to have started before 9 a.m. So I I tried not to do any math in public, but my my (laughs) count that is um, over seven and a half hours. That's that's a long day. That's a long Um, day. So there there are three possibilities. They they weren't asked to vote on anything. They voted a public indictment and they voted a sealed indictment. Okay. The one option that seems unlikely likely, unless we hear it you know, very in short order, is that they voted a public indictment because that's something that, that would have to be filed and, and everyone would see it. Um, so we just don't know if it's that they weren't asked to vote at all or whether they voted a sealed indictment, uh, which is something they did in the mar lago documents case. Um, but it's it's clear no matter what for those people wondering if there's movement there clearly is based on the long day and the fact that the defense uh, camp made it, it sort of last ditch appeal to Jackson's office. Um, but it's still a wait and see uh, to uh, know when the former president is going to be charged it's for coming. the third time in history. Uh Oh, Andrew Weissman, if they went with option one and did not vote today, what would happen next? Based on the fact that the defense lawyers spoke to Jack Smith's office, assuming that didn't lead to any headway, they may ask to speak to Maine Justice. Uh, The lawyers at Maine Justice have a limited role under the special counsel rules, and that is to determine whether what Jack Smith is doing is such an abuse of discretion that they will say, no, you cannot go forward with with all of it or some part of it. As we know from last time, that, that also did not avail the defense team, but I would expect them to try to meet with uh, Marshall Miller, who is the most senior sort of career person uh, at the department, who uh, by reports was the person they met with last time. So I think that's the next thing we might see. That will be in very short order. That is not a long delay. I would imagine that there would be a very short leash on the amount of time that the defense has given to make that Uh, final appeal Uh, and then the grand jury sits on Tuesdays and Thursdays Thursdays. so they could return on Tuesday. It is also possible, we used to do this, that you ask the grand jury to come in on a day that they are not normally scheduled if Uh there's some very good reason for it. uh, You see if the grand jurors are willing to meet on a day that they're not normally required to come in Uh, just to throw another sort of (laughs) option out there but that, that is something that from time to time does happen.
0: Okay, that's something that from time to time does. So, so we don't know. I I do have the TV on in the background um, to see if anything breaks. Uh, Tamara in the chat room says, well, of course, I'll do it on a Friday news dump. But here's the thing. If they haven't voted on the indictment yet, they likely don't meet again until Tuesday unless, as uh, he just said, they call them in on a day when they don't usually meet. Bottom line is nobody knows anything except for the fact that That uh, um, Donald Trump's attorneys, such as they are, met with Jack Smith's office, who told them to expect an indictment. And Donald Trump said, no one's had anything about getting an indictment because he lies every time he opens his mouth. So, all right. So that's that's going on. In the meantime, there's some other intrigue. Again, I keep going back to the hypocrisy. If you listen to. Right wing hate talk radio, or you know, right wing, um, opposite world so called news that's not news, it's propaganda. You know, they, they they talk about fake news all the time, they're the ones disseminating it, but you know, that's that's the hypocrisy, that's the opposite world nature of things, and so, um, uh, you know, th- they're they're Line, they're they're the thing they keep going back to to explain why Joe Biden should not be president is he's old and and he's you know doesn't have the mental acuity he needs and again I ask have you heard Donald Trump but you know what it's not only Donald Trump and it's not just the chronological age because Bernie Sanders every time he speaks I think that guy could and should be president he he still is able to speak contemporaneously without a script. He's got all his shit together. He knows what he's saying and he's what he's like, I think he's 82 now, 81 or 82. Joe Biden is 80. He will be 81 um, at, at election time. I guess maybe I've got the numbers a little off. I think he will be 81 uh, on election day, 2024. Um, And Donald Trump is just three years behind him at that age. I'm sorry, when you're four and seven, three years is a big difference. When you're 77 and 80, not much of a difference. Joe's mental acuity, yes, think it through, says in the chat room, is A-OK. Donald Trump's, not so much. Uh, But, you know, they never comment on that. But they're not the only ones. And again, it's not an age thing. And perhaps there should be a a cognition test or something for people to make sure um, when they hit a certain, and I guess you have to go by age because look, as we get older, your mental acuity drops. I'll admit it. I'm getting older. My memory is not what it used to be. Now it could be, I smoke a lot of pot um, and that helps. It's the, it's the long-term loss of short-term memory. I think there are days that I just, I can't find, you know, what I'm, thinking of or I'll go in the room to the other room to get something and I'll walk in there and it's like what what did I come in here to get and I'll come back in here and sit down and go, oh yeah that's what I want you know and I I do think that's age related but there comes a point when enough is enough. Uh, we don't have term limits and we don't have age limits and again age I don't think is the right parameter. But there's got to be something that says at this point this person needs to go home. Mitch McConnell yesterday had a moment. We, you know, I played it for you yesterday. We've seen it uh, repeated ad nauseum today. But I'll play it again anyway because it's so disturbing. So here's uh, here's old old Mitch, uh, 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 turtle McTurtle McTurtle McConnell up at the podium. And uh, he starts talking. And a string of... Uh, 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 why don't we have one channel here? And then he freezes. And he just freezes for like a good 20 seconds before anybody steps in. Now, the people standing behind him, one guy starts noticing something's up. John Thune is finally starting to look a little uncomfortable. John Barrasso, who's a doctor.
2: Anything else you want to say? I'm sure go back to you.
0: He says, is there anything else you want to say? And McConnell doesn't know where he is at this point. And um, they finally uh, escort him away from the podium back to his office. Well, apparently he came back out 10, 20 minutes later, half hour later or something. They say just moments. His office says, oh, he felt a little dizzy and he stepped away from the podium momentarily. Bullshit. That's not what happened. They escorted him away because he was stroking out or something. Something was going on. And um, when they brought him back, let me see if I have this. Uh, uh, This is astounding to me. So today he's back walking around the Capitol. Does not look very good. Maybe this was last night let me just play this part for you because it's astounding. So I guess it was later in the day yesterday. He's walking around and reporters are there and trying to question him about what happened. And, and he's like, he's, he's trying to make a joke about it. And, and first of all, Mitch McConnell, not a great joke teller, not like a, Funny kind of guy, you know, um, but uh, so he, here's here's the uh, the uh, CNN report it was for about 30 seconds during a news conference. Yeah. Here's what he just told reporters. Now, listen to this. The president called to
2: check on me. <laughs> I told him I got sandbag. <laughs> oh, then, how, are you now, uh,
3: how are you feeling now? I'm fine. Have you seen a doctor? Or are you going any to idea see any idea me? what happened? Huh? Any idea what happened? I'm, I'm, I'm fine. fine. I'm dehydrated. What? <laughs>
4: Gotta
0: watch those sandbags. Oh, <laughs> so so you know the sandbag was a reference to when Joe Biden tripped over a sandbag on a stage and went down, and so Mitch McConnell somebody gave him that line obviously, and he thinks it's so funny, and that's all he can say. And they say, "How are you feeling? Uh, you know what happened? I'm fine. I'm fine. I don't even know that he's hearing them." I don't know that he's hearing what they're asking. And look, this is not a partisan thing because it happened today. So today in the Senate, they're taking a vote in a a, a Senate committee. I don't know what committee. I think it might have been judiciary. Um, it, It doesn't really matter. That's besides the point. So what happened was it's a roll call vote. All they need at this point is an A, A or a nay, yes or no? As you say, I. You say no, and um, so they're. Go- Unfortunately, this video starts right when they call Diane Feinstein's name. Um, right now, you can only see her from the back, and the video I'm about to show you. If you look, those of you watching video stream, those of you listening, you'll hear her voice. Um, she's the one in the green jacket. Her back is sort of to the uh, right-hand lower corner, like on a diagonal. So they um, uh, they're they're calling the roll call and here's what Diane Feinstein does. Senator Feinstein.
4: First of all um, oh, here she
0: goes Pardon me? someone just said to her say, aye. Uh, to say just I. just I say I like to
4: support uh, I'm, I'm yes gonna back it up again this. so you can
0: hear because it's it's Patty Murray who is the chair of the committee. And um, Feinstein you can hear her. I'll I'll shut up this time. Um, say I. You hear? Say I. Just, no. uh, just say I.
4: to say. I would like to support a yes vote on this. Aye. Um, it provides eight hundred and twenty-three billion. That's an increase of twenty-six billion for the Department of Defense.
0: Now a staffer and is
4: going over to, to her to tell her to shut up. Submitted. Just say I. Just,
0: yeah. just yeah. say I. Just okay. and Patty just, Murray again says just say I. <laughs> Great I <laughs> thank you. And she thinks it's funny. Did you see the little g- <laughs> I. She has no clue. Now she's 90 years old. Some people at the age of 90 are lucid, are clear thinking. Probably shouldn't still be in the US Senate. Diane Feinstein is not lucid, does not think clearly. She needs to go the fuck home. She and Mitch McConnell need to ride off together into the sunset and they should take Chuck Grassley with them. I, I I, just, I don't understand it. This is the height of selfishness. These people, what do they think they're doing? That nobody else can do the job? Dianne Feinstein needs to remain in the Senate taking up space and time and and, and keeping good work from happening? Linda Joffrey says Norman Lear is 101. Good for him. He's not in the Senate. And the few times I've heard him speak in the last few years, he's been very lucid and very clear. Dianne Feinstein is not. She needs to go home. Mitch McConnell needs to go home. And, uh, 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 you know, they can take Chuck Grassley with them and a few others while they're at it. Um, Yeah, Uh, this geriatric unit in Congress does us no favors. And I don't care what party they're from. They need to go home. There's a whole new generation of young people who are involved, who are engaged, who are ready to do the job and and deal with their futures. Look, we've fucked it up. We, I'm talking about the boomers. Give them a shot. It's their future at risk here. The planet is burning. It's just beyond beyond. To infinity and beyond. <laughs> beyond. Um, you know, then there's then there's the people in the House. Now, this, I cannot wait until next November because um, the, the Democrats need to get back control of the House because it's a joke what's happening there now. So they had a hearing today. And um, I guess the hearing had to do with Uh, Drug enforcement policy or something. And, um, well, Paul Gosar, who is about as heinous as a person can be, he's a congressman from Arizona. Good luck to me when I go there. Um, So congressman from Arizona and his his family, his siblings actually all cut ads Uh, When he was running for Congress to tell people, do not vote for this man. He's batshit fucking crazy. His siblings, his siblings told the the world he's crazy. Don't vote for. So Paul Gosar, they're having this hearing on drug policy. Right. And uh, this is what Paul Gosar said in this hearing today.
3: Biden's national drug control strategy is 150 pages. Okay. The words God and faith are not mentioned
0: one time. The words God and faith are not mentioned one time in 150 pages of drug enforcement policy. Good. They have no no reason to be there. This is what he's bitching about, that God and faith are not mentioned. Oh, do tell Mr. Gosar. Keep going. Just to be happy.
3: To quote Robert F. Kennedy, I know that's awful hard. Well, it depends
0: which Robert F. Kennedy we're talking about. If you're talking about the actual Robert F. Kennedy, um, good for you for quoting somebody who makes sense. If you're talking about RFK Jr., (laughs) yeah, you keep doing that, reality denier. It kills, end of quote.
3: The left offers endless benefits. In other words, dependency because the population votes for the providers of those benefits. What? But a, human being, but a human being needs a purpose. Oh my God. A good job, the ability to provide for a family, a belief in a creator in order no. to be happy.
0: No. Bullshit. Excuse me. Uh, uh, we need to believe in a creator? Is that what he just said? Um, I don't think so. But you know what? Thankfully, we have Jamie Raskin. On that committee, because Jamie Raskin responded. You go, Jamie. Come on. Come on.
1: The gentleman is somehow looking for some kind of religious test, which is explicitly forbidden uh, in the Constitution to People for Public Office in the drug control strategy. Yeah. Uh, what about the free exercise clause? What about Hello. the establishment clause of the Constitution, Hello. which says that the Congress will make no law respecting an establishment of religion? Yeah. So what about surely it can make a difference in terms of people's individual Lives and individual paths to recovery. People will derive sources of strength from many different uh, places, including religious faith, including their friends and their family, including psychology and so on. But the idea that our drug strategy is flawed because it doesn't put religion in the center seems to me to be preposterous.
0: <laughs> preposterous. That's a good word. Leave it to Jamie Raskin. Um, uh, he's so good. Now, Jamie Raskin has decided not to, to run for Senate from Maryland, um, I, I guess you know uh, he likes his position in the House, but you know you got Hakeem Jeffries keeping him from being Speaker. I don't, I don't, I don't know. Maybe he, I don't know, and maybe Howie, maybe Howie Klein has some thoughts on that. And um, well, the timing is right. So uh, mix up a double batch of Dirty Debbie's. Let's get Howie on the line, shall we?
2: Are you a multinational corporation hungry for a treat? Well, come on down to Schmucky Chuckie's, where you'll personally be seated by Chuck Schumer himself. So many dishes and they're all fresh. You're going to love our blue dog special, the Dino Burger, because we say so. A good hamburger and French fries. And every burger comes with a side order of grits. I love grits. I love anything with corn. It's cold. All for only $50,000. Wash it all down with a dirty Debbie. Nine-pence water, one-tenth orange juice. After a week or two, you drink this, it's 200 calories, and it's acetic. And wipe your mouth with a tissue print of glass eagle. For dessert, try our DNC tarts little cookies tell the quality of that most restaurants give you a mint but at Schmucky chuckies you get complimentary sweet and low who picks up the tab for all this find out now with howie klein of com on the nicole sandler show
0: all right it's time for howie klein but it appears he hasn't picked up the phone yet which is weird Oh, oh there he is hi okay what what's still dialing then that, I've been there the whole time oh shit well uh, i still hear i hear like a ringing i if i hang up on you howie i will call you back because it's 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 still ringing and i hear the bib but so if i do hang up i'll call you right back okay sure. i don't know what's going on i really hate this so while i try to get howie back on the phone let me share with you a, a short commercial please support our sponsors here at the nicole sandler show okay I'm Nicole Sandler, and I've struggled with depression since adolescence. Now, I've seen my share of therapists over the years, though I hadn't lately. That's because it's gotten really difficult to find any good therapist locally, let alone one who you really connect with. So when I was presented with BetterHelp coming aboard as the sponsor of this show, I was thrilled. And since I'll only endorse products and services I believe in, I signed up to check them out. And BetterHelp makes it easy. It's entirely online. It's convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. So you go to betterhelp.com slash Nicole Sandler. That way they know I sent you. And if you decide to try it out, they'll get 10% off your first month. You fill out a brief questionnaire and get matched with a licensed therapist. And you can switch therapists at any time for no additional cost. Let therapy be your map with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash Nicole Sandler today and get 10% off your first month. That's com slash Nicole Sandler. Okay, this should work. Hello. Hey, Howie. It's, it's Nicole. Sorry about that. I don't know what's going on. The gremlins got me again.
5: Who got you? The gremlins?
0: The gremlins. I have gremlins in my studio. Oh, no. Yeah, they, they, they hit me at least, well, I, I was going to be generous and say like uh, twice a week, but it's it's almost every day. The, I don't know what it is. Everything will be fine. You know, I test everything before I go on the air, and then I go on the air, and either the audio's not working or like this. The phone wasn't, it was weird. So anyway, we're here. You can hear me okay? I hear you fine.
5: Okay, I'm cool. having a uh nightmare day as well, what? or, or day, I should say a week. You remember Danny Goldberg, right? Yeah. So he's in town and we, and we went out for dinner last night and um, when it was time to go back because uh, my car wasn't working, that's the first technology Ooh. wonder of the day I parked my car when I went to start it again and it didn't work. So we were going to take two Ubers back because we were in different directions. So Uber says, you know, they don't recognize my credit card. What the hell? <laughs> I use, you know, I, I use it for Uber Eats the other day most wow. <laughs> nope, don't. So I put in a new credit card, another credit card. Nope, they don't recognize that one either. Oh my it's goodness. Horrible. Oh my
0: goodness. Yeah. So Danny Goldberg, for those who don't know, um he, he was a manager of, you know, artists like Nirvana and Bonnie Raitt and, and a lot of people in between. Nick. He was yes, he Bonnie Raitt. And he, Stevie Nicks. And Stevie Nicks? Oh, Stevie Nicks too. Well, now my friend Cheryl manages Stevie Nicks, but uh Danny did at one point. He was like the one of the uh, big uh, managers and then he crossed over into uh, somehow running Air America Radio and he didn't do a very good job of it just so you know he was better at a, at a manager as being a manager than running a progressive radio network
5: well he also was the president of Atlantic Records and the chairman of Warner Brothers Records that too. and I just found out he's about to get uh, inducted into the, uh, the personal manager hall of fame
0: I didn't even know there was such a thing
5: Neither did he, <laughs> okay,
0: <laughs> look at that you, you know this is how you know you're old and successful, like you start getting all these awards for uh, you know and in, inducted into organizations. You know, you it's didn't funny know you should mention
5: that because, uh, at lunch today um, I was telling Roland about the dinner, and he looked Danny up on his um, on his cell phone, and he said, "Wow, look at this I, I never knew he was a producer, and he did this, and he did that, and he's saying, "Do you ever produce any movies?" And I said, sure. you know I did and and then he looked me up. And there were movies that I literally don't remember ever hearing of that are listed as movies that I produced and directed and wrote and all sorts of things. I mean, some of them I recognize, but these talk about getting old. I mean, I think one was called The Yellow House or The Yellow Door. I can't remember what that is. Uh, anyway.
0: But but to be a producer, oftentimes, like producer credits go to people who just uh, contributed money or, you know, sometimes people get a producer credit for something that has nothing to do with actually producing.
5: Absolutely. Right. And I mean, I know one that I did when, when I was on cancer drugs. I was out of my mind, like literally out of my mind. And I had made a point of never getting involved with anything to do with making a film. Like, I, from the day I got to L.A., I knew that was like just a bogus thing. And some people found out that I was on chemo drugs and came right to my house, uh, asked me for money. Sounded like a good deal to me. <laughs> so. I wrote them a big check. And sure enough, I was the producer of one of the worst films I've ever seen <laughs> in my life. Oh, no.
0: What was it called? <laughs>
5: Uh, oh, and Roland just read me the name because it was on my, you know, IBM, uh-huh. whatever it is, credits, ICBM. Uh, anyway, I, I don't remember. It was a horror movie. IMBD, uh, but okay. <laughs> yeah. If you look up that ICBD, yeah, you'll, you'll see it there.
0: Got it. Um, um. You know, while we're before we get into politics, while we're on the music entertainment thing, you know, I saw your tweet yesterday about Sinead O'Connor, and just tragic. Oh, I horrible. mean, her story is just so sad. We we still don't know what was the cause of death. We do know that she was devastated. They have um,
5: they, ha- they have uh, discounted uh, any kind of foul play.
0: Okay, but not necessarily. I mean, that, that, so nobody did anything to her. Is is right? Right? But um She's what her son, her seventeen-year-old son, in January, died by suicide, and apparently she was so despondent and so, um, so so de- de- depressed, and 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 you know, um, that she she canceled all of her. Uh, tours and dates that she had set for the year she was hospitalized because there was fear that she would hurt herself. And now we don't know what happened, but uh, apparently her last social media posts were also about her 17 year old son um, who was just lost. And it's, it's just tragic. She's 56 years old. Um, And uh, she was a groundbreaking artist. Now, did you ever, do you know her? Did you meet her?
5: I I met her, but I I don't know her.
0: Okay. Um, I saw a, a post and I had never read this before, and I thought it was fascinating. Um, so I want to share it. Uh, apparently, in 1992, Chris Christofferson comforted her. She was booed off the stage at a Bob Dylan anniversary concert. And then he later wrote this passage for her. And I, I want to read. So Chris Christopherson, I don't, you know, I, 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 I his music and me did not really, you know, cross paths. And I never really thought of him as... Very progressive or very um, forgiving.
5: What's that? He was kind of, he was progressive. Was he was he? part of the uh, outlaw country uh, thing. Okay. And you did like some of his music that, that maybe not him singing, but some of the stuff he wrote, like Me and Bobby McGee by uh, Big Brother. Sure. Although that's really The time, I guess,
0: right? Right. Um, So, anyway, but this is what he wrote. He wrote I'm singing this song for my sister Sinead concerning the god awful mess that she made. When she told Mm -hmm. them her truth just as hard as she could, her message profoundly was misunderstood. There's humans entrusted with guarding our gold and humans in charge of the saving of souls. And humans responded all over the world condemning that bald headed, brave little girl. And maybe she's crazy and maybe she ain't, but so is Picasso and so were the saints. And she's never been partial to shackles or chains. She's too old for breaking and too young to tame. It's asking for trouble to stick out your neck in terms of a target, a big silhouette. But some candles flicker and some candles fade and some burn as true as my sister Sinead. And maybe she's crazy, and maybe she ain't, but so is Picasso, and so were the saints and she's never been partial to shackles or chains; she's too old for breaking and too young to tame. you know, I thought that was lovely, and the thing is she she you know she went on for those who don't remember and don't know what this is about. she, at the height of her popularity, went on Saturday Night Live and held up a picture of the photograph of the Pope and ripped it up and she was excoriated for it. And the reason she was doing it was to call attention to all the sexual abuse in the Catholic Church, which at that time was not being dealt with.
5: Right. Now, I, I forgot the um, the order of when this happened. Is this before she personally went and met the Pope in the Vatican or after?
0: Um, I I don't know. That I don't know. I just know. Cause
5: she... I remember she, she and the Pope, you know, had some kind of a, a good thing together. I don't know if that was before that whipping up thing or after, but I know quite a bit after she converted to uh, being a Muslim.
0: Yes. Later in life. I mean, that was, I think in the, in recent years. Um, so yeah. So she was living as a Muslim, wearing the, you know, the head covering and everything. Um, you know, we don't know what goes on in people's lives. We see their public face and that's yeah. all we know. Um, she's obviously struggled with demons and, um, you know, she's she hasn't had an easy go of it, but uh, everything I've read in the last few days, honestly, I was a little surprised at the outpouring. You know, I, I we have industry people in common who it's one of the reasons I still stay on Facebook because so many old friends and colleagues from that world are on Facebook. And, and seeing the outpouring from music industry veterans who knew her and worked with her, um, uh, you know, this was a, a response – I didn't, I, you know, I, when I saw the news, I thought, oh, how tragic. That's really sad. I didn't expect the outpouring of of, of concern and care for her uh, as much as I've seen over the last day.
5: Well, you know, other people don't have a clue who she is. It was amazing. I, I was uh, texting back and forth with, with a friend of mine uh, right at the time she died. And I had mentioned how which is how I refer to chat GPT. Right. And he said, what's hell? well, who's Hal? Oh, So right. I said, you know, a 2001 space odyssey. They said, what's that? Literally never heard of it. Oh my it, it, God. it was 29. And then, you know, I changed the subject. I started talking about Sinead and he wasn't responding. And I sent a picture and he said, is that a guy or a girl? <gasps> and I said, and then I sent him the music. He had never heard it before. Wow. He, he had never heard of her, never heard of her music, no idea. 20, I think he's 28. Wow. And and last night, like when I was talking with Danny, I was telling him how, um, you know, some guy uh, who was responding to something about uh, uh, Oppenheimer, there were a lot of crazy responses to that, but this one was, uh, where, where is Hiroshima? And I I just look like, how does someone not know where Hiroshima is? Oh, my God. Danny said, no, you'd really be surprised. Like younger people have no idea. You know, people our age know, but I know. know,
0: Well, and I've seen remarks. uh, You know, I saw something that somebody copied, like took a screenshot of and it's tweeted out where people were asking uh, regarding Oppenheimer. Is this based on a true story?
5: Yes. And someone said, did they don't... use this? a real atom bomb in the movie? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> we, we uh, No one did a post for, for uh, Down with Tyranny about it. That's up. It's very funny with some of those kind of responses. Although my favorite one was at the very, very end saying, uh the very, very end, there's all these, these questions about Oppenheimer. And the last one was, uh, did did Ken and Barbie sleep together?
0: <laughs> well, don't they know Barbie? Ken doesn't have a dick? <laughs> <laughs> Ken, Ken is a eunuch. There's nothing there. If you if you strip him down, and we all did, there's a, just a flat
5: front. There's n- nothing. oh my god! Don't tell Marjorie Taylor Greene. You're <laughs> going
0: <laughs> Well, the the, the Republicans. Are, what what is their problem? They can't deal with any real issues, but they're all up in arms over the Barbie movie. Really?
5: Why? What, I, you know what? I know they're up in arms, but I don't know why. I don't
0: know why either. <clears throat> because it's pink. I have no idea.
5: Oh, the, I know, I, I know the general thing is that there, it's something about woke. Oh, well, I don't know what exactly is their problem.
0: Uh, Well, woke, I mean, uh, uh, well, I think I read it to you last week. My favorite saying about well, I'd rather. Uh, yes, I'm woke beats being, you know, uh, I don't remember how the wording, but a, a, an idiotic sleepwalking twat or something like that. I, Well, how can you criticize the, everything? It's opposite world. Everything about them, and but then, of course, you know today it's 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 the geriatric ward uh, at the Capitol between Mitch McConnell's mini stroke yesterday and Diane Feinstein um, <laughs> not knowing where she was today. Uh, uh, what the hell?
5: I know it's so, it's like so insane. I mean. It's just amazing to me how they don't just like, you know, take Diane Feinstein and bring her home and tuck her in and tell her, you know, vote every now and then.
0: Right. Just say, say I, I mean, at the beginning of the, the, the clip of Diane Feinstein, you hear Patty Murray, who's sitting next to her. And even before they, you know, they said her name and she said, just say, I just say, I, and they say uh, Senator Feinstein. And she starts uh, first, <laughs> when she realized that she was there, she starts reading the statement. And and nobody said and then you see this aide, her aide getting up and walking over to her and telling her to, you know, you just say I. And then you hear Patty Murray two more times. Just say I say I and Feinstein looks over at her and like quizzically and she goes and then she laughs. Oh, (laughs) I.
5: I am Diane Feinstein, mayor of San Francisco
0: Uh, you know uh you wonder this is we've got to be a joke on the world stage this country Uh, anybody you know if one of these aliens dropped on the planet and started watching they're probably thinking oh shit we need to get to work
5: here we need to go back home
0: (laughs) (laughs) or go back home now did you see any of that hearing yesterday
5: the alien hearing yes you know as soon as i heard that uh um, Anna Polina, uh, a lunatic, I was going to be in charge. I think mean, there's nothing that can come out of this that's going to be worthwhile.
0: She was in charge of it? Oh, my God. I didn't see that. I just saw the clip where this former Navy guy, first of all, we learned that less than 5% of sightings of these, what used to be called UFOs are now UAPs, less than 5% of the sightings are even reported. Um, then this guy says, well, we have... Uh, biologics uh, basically saying we've got dead aliens from crash sites um and and they've kept this secret for what and 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 then I've read the reason that they're bringing this up now and finally like getting into it is because Donald Trump has been I don't know either threatening to or offering to sell the classified information <laughs> Oh, I know it, it just goes from weird to weirder i, 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 I yeah it's but I, I, I think there's there's life out there I think it would be very egotistical of us humanity um in in this expansive universe and look you look at the photos coming back from the telescope and um if you think we this little planet earth this little nondescript nothing planet in this entire universe we're the only place where intelligent life, Exists. I, I, well, we
5: got God on our side. What's that? We got God on our side.
0: <laughs> you heard Jamie Raskin today, right? Going back after Paul Gosar. Paul Gosar, in a in a hearing, went off on the fact that Joe Biden's administration released a hundred and fifty page uh policy on drug enforcement and not one time mentioned God or faith. <laughs> Oh, my God. Yeah. I, oh. uh, I, that's why I'm saying. Uh, and I, and for that, I say thank you. And what did Jamie say? Oh, Jamie was brilliant. Hold on. I'll, I'll pull up. I'll pull it up so you can hear it. It's not very it's not a very long clip. Um no, Yeah. So, uh, Jamie Raskin, where are you? You little. Ra- I got to bring it up on the other computer now because I, I have you on that one. But oh, oh, you know what? Oh, I can bring it up on either one now that I think about it, because you're not on either computer. You're on my Bluetooth. All right, here's Jamie Raskin responding. Hopefully you can hear this.
1: The gentleman is somehow looking for some kind of religious test, which is explicitly forbidden uh, in the Constitution of People for Public Office in the drug control strategy. Uh, what about the free exercise clause? What about the establishment clause of the Constitution, which says that the Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion? So... Surely it can make a difference in terms of people's individual lives and individual paths to recovery. People will derive sources of strength from many different uh, places, including religious faith, including their friends and their family, including psychology and so on. But the idea that our drug strategy is flawed because it doesn't put religion at the center seems to me to be preposterous.
0: Uh, so that's what he said.
1: Jamie's fantastic.
0: He really is. Now, so he made the decision he is not running for the Senate. Do we know why?
5: Well, he, uh, this is what he told me, like, way in the beginning when he was still uh, st- uh, sort of struggling with the idea. And it was very, very similar to what Ted Lu says. Is, is b- Both of them feel that they are um, making an important contribution in the House. Yeah, They like the House. And they like what they're, they're, they're what they're doing there, and they feel that there's a lot more to do. So both of them felt that way. With with Jamie, he f- you know he feels he's going to be the head of um, the oversight committee uh, next year when the Democrats take the House back. Okay. And uh, and and you know he feels he can make a big contribution there. So rather than take he didn't say this part, but I guess rather than take the chance of of not winning and then not not being in Congress at all he decided to just stick with what he likes and similar with Ted because uh, Ted was also urged by a lot of people to run for the open Senate seat. And uh, you know, he thought about it for about a minute and, you know, is thinking, you know, he he's really liking what he's doing, especially now that he's part of leadership. He never said this part to me either, but I'm sure he's thinking like, you know, he could well wind up being the first uh, Asian American speaker.
0: Uh, could and Jamie Raskin could wind up being the first Jewish speaker, but we have Hakeem Jeffries in there first.
5: Yeah. Yeah.
0: So Hakeem Jeffries not going anywhere. He he, he 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 likes the power too much, doesn't he?
5: Right. But you know you never know with someone like Hakeem Jeffries, you know, you know, he's always just, you know, like a, a millisecond away from you know being arrested and thrown in jail on corruption charges.
0: <laughs> if only Ay, ay, ay. Um Any any thoughts? There? No, no indictment today. I was I was really on indictment watch thinking that that was going to happen. And, and so far,
5: nope. Uh, and, yeah. So they said no indictment today. And then someone else said it won't be until Tuesday what what knowing works on th- on Fridays no, or Mondays because
0: because this grand jury only sits on Tuesdays and Thursdays however uh, there is precedent where they could have them come back in on a day when they're not usually scheduled to come in so they're trying to cover all the bases so they left today no uh, apparently no vote on an indictment no uh, indictment handed down but you know Trump the, we heard that his lawyers met with uh, with Jack Smith's office. And um, Trump's like, no one said anything about, a, you know, an indictment being imminent. And then we heard the report is that Jack Smith's office told Trump's lawyers that an indictment was imminent. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> I know. So I, I guess at this point we, did, we have to laugh because what else do you do?
5: I think it's good.
0: No, I know. That's just crazy.
5: Um, Although while we were uh, talking on the phone, I haven't opened it, but I see an email just came in about someone I worked with dying.
0: Oh, no. Who? There's always that. I'm sorry?
5: I said there's always that, especially there's always as you older.
0: Yes. And that's, I mean, it just, it It seems like every day and I, I hate it. This, is, this comes with the, the territory. We're now at that age when people just die you know a friend of mine had been taking care of her brother who was sick but was on the mend and apparently you know he's 73 years old he was feeling Uh feeling better went out to the pool and and was sitting on the chair and just died and let me tell you something if if i'm gonna go that's the way i want to go let me just go out to the pool sit in a chaise lounge and just close my eyes you know but this, yeah. yeah, we're at that age. It kind of sucks. Um, so I, I got to tell you, Friday night or for our Saturday night, um, uh, Allison and I went to see Michael Franti and Spearhead. Have you ever seen them?
5: Oh sure. Yeah, I, I believe he's from San Francisco. I remember yes. him well.
0: Yes, from San Francisco, although now uh, when he's not touring, they've got a hotel in Bali where they live, the Soul Shine Bali Hotel. Um I and I, I I'm I feel like an evangel evan, evangelist for for Michael Franti because he is so positive and that anybody he's on tour through August if you're feeling the slightest bit down go to a Michael Franti show you will be up and dancing and singing and having just it's all about positivity and we need so much more of that so I I can't sing his praises loud enough he's so good
5: Oh, cool. Well, you don't happen to know where in Bali, do you?
0: Um, no. But hold on. Uh, let's see. Soul Shine. It's it's a whole thing. It's a health uh, uh, Bali dot com.
5: So uh, it's either on the beach, which is a nightmare, or in Ubud, which is the coolest place in in, da- okay. in Bali.
0: Where is it? The da da da. Let's see. Um, home okay packages retreats about us uh, about Bali let's see if it says where it is um uh da, 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 I, I I can't tell um where is it contact us oh it's it just says uh Jalan ambarwati Ubud
5: Ubud, Ubu. that's what I said, Ubud, that's the coolest place in Bali, by far. I mean, all, all Americans always like, flock to this tiny little strip of beach where there's like a billion people all, all squeezed in together and you can't move uh-huh. because there's so many people and it's just horrible. And it was developed. That it's like just an area that the government said, OK, this sh- shall be beach for tourists. And it's just not Bali. It's just so awful. And then Ubud is like the most like, I mean, God made that. <laughs> it's wow. like amazing.
0: OK, here here's what it says on the website. Visit us. It says from the center of Ubud, travel south yeah. on Hanuman Street towards Den Pasar. past the Pertamania petrol station on your left and continue <laughs> until the road dips down and curves left. Continue to the first intersection in La Tunda and turn left. You'll see a green sign direction Mas Goa Gaja before the intersection. 200 meters on the right is a driveway lined with tall green bamboo. From here, it is scooter or walking access only. Cross over the bridge and follow the path about 180 meters along the river all the way to the end. That's where they are
5: yep wonderful area
0: yeah this place looks 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 just gorgeous it's thirty two rooms it's whole, they do yoga retreats they do all healthy eating you know they're all vegan um yeah i, I would love to go there <laughs> I can't afford it but uh, it sounds just wonderful yeah
5: and Bali is one of my favorite places to go in the, in the whole world. Oh,
0: well, I'll bet. It's, it's one of my, the that part of Bali.
5: I mean, yeah. that's, you know, Ubud. Uh-huh. I mean, anybody who's listening to us who's thinking about Bali, that's got to be the place. U-B-U-D.
0: Now, you you did a post this week. You're not traveling with Roland, but Roland went where? To the Philippines?
5: Yes, he went to the Philippines. It's never been a part of the world that I've been interested in. And he always has been. So he went by himself and he just got a, a motorcycle and, and drove around. The, he didn't go to Manila at all. He just drove around the southern Philippines from one little island to another and loved it. He just thought it was fantastic. Uh,
0: sounds great. I love the post, you know, and, and I saw, you know, a mutual music industry friend of ours said, well, it's nice to have this uh, break from the I don't know what he said. Mike Jacobs uh, from the craziness of impeachments and Trump and shit. Um, that's why people do appreciate your other uh, forays into music and, and travel. Travel you haven't been doing a whole lot of since the, the pandemic, but are are you planning another trip?
5: Yes, a few of them. I'm, I haven't been to New York in many years and we're going to go there and I'm going to um, uh, a big one coming out. Oh Yes, a big one coming up, India. Oh, wow. <laughs>
4: Um, Yeah, so I'm looking
5: forward to that. Uh, Roland. I've been to India a lot, a lot of times, including one long two-year stint. And Roland's been to India a lot of times as well. We've been all over India, but we're taking our friends, Michael and Helen, who have never been to India. And because of that, we're not going anyplace exotic. We're just going to take them to Delhi, uh, Agra, and Jaipur. Wow. Which is exotic enough, but but yes. you know, for people like me and Roland who have been all over the country, it's you know, uh, it's like going to New York or L.A.
0: Wow, yeah, no, I and I've never been either, so you know, I have I have travel uh, envy here, and we but we live through you, Howie Klein, of course, one of the most traveled people that I know. You and and Alan Grayson, but you have another blog that I'm guessing you haven't updated much lately, but it's the Around the, blog, around the World blog.blogspot.com. World blog, yeah. yeah, yeah uh, I,
5: I, I haven't uh, updated it lately, and the other day I went in to try and I forgot how. <laughs> oh,
0: no. <laughs> I, there's got to be a way to recover your password. There, so.
5: there is, and, and I'll figure it out.
0: Yeah, before your next trip, I hope.
5: Yeah, and, and we're thinking about maybe you know, like just like suddenly like waking up one morning and saying, Hey, let's go to wherever and just wow. getting going.
0: Oh, that sounds great. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, and another life, maybe <laughs> I can do something like that. Uh, I'm busy just trying to get moved. Um, so, you know, there's that fun times. Um, all right, Howie, we're, we're, we're at the end of the hour. We're beyond, we, we've gone over. So um, I will talk to you next week.
5: All right. Thanks. We'll right. you next week.
0: Thank you so much. Howie Klein, everyone. Of course, find him at com. And while you're there, go to the Blue America page because we are. We're always in election season. It's a perpetual election season um, and help support the, uh, you know, the great progressive candidates. All right. With that, we're done uh, tomorrow. Tomorrow, we're going to do what we didn't have time to do or we weren't able to do last week, which is deal with. You know, my industry, which, um, you know, I've been in radio for uh, 35 years. Yeah, I know. I started when I was three. Yeah, um, I've been in radio for 35 years and I have seen this injury, injury, boy, there's a Freudian slip. This industry changed so much in that time. And now we are coming to the end of yet another era in that industry. And so um, I'll be joined at the top of the show by an old friendly acquaintance of mine, a guy named Joel Denver, who back in 1995 left his job at the big trade publication for the radio and record industry that was called, coincidentally enough, Radio and Records. Go figure. Um, Joel was the CHR editor. CHR stands for Contemporary Hit Radio, basically the top 40 editor. And he left his very lucrative good job to start his own trade publication that was online only. It's at allaccess.com. Well, All Access announced a week or so ago that as of August 15th, they will cease publication. They've survived for, what is it, 28 years. Um, And so anyway, Joel is going to join me tomorrow to talk about not only the end of All Access, but what happened, not only to the radio industry, but to the record industry too. Um, So, uh, you know. It's how we merge uh, news and politics and entertainment, and music and, you know, life. So uh, we'll do that tomorrow and we'll see what else the day brings us. Who knows? Maybe we'll get that fun Friday indictment because, you know, Marcy Wheeler's coming on Monday. So anyway. All right. With that, we're done. I'll see you tomorrow. Thank you for listening, everybody. Have a wonderful evening.